We are rocking it today now. Welcome back into the Matt Mosley program, brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, glad you're with us. We are at Panther Stadium in Hewitt, where the uh, Midway Panthers take on South Grand Prairie coming up tonight. Uh, and later on this evening, now uh, when uh, when you get home, if you, as you li- you can listen to Stephen and Garrett with the scores, but you can also get some moving pictures of high school football uh, from across the state on Fox Sports Southwest. One of those delivering that information will be the. Uh, Longtime voice of the UIL, longtime voice of the Texas Longhorns. We welcome in our good friend Craig Way. Craig, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, uh, Tom, and and I think among the games we're getting out of the greater uh, Super Sendex, we're getting that Bosqueville Itasca game because, as I told our producer Patrick Madrowski, how many opportunities are we going to have to get the Wampus Cats on this year? So at least we got to get them on one. So they'll be on the so we'll see. Uh, and and I agree. With what Curtis was saying earlier, obviously Bosqueville is a, is a, expected to handle its business and then some tonight. But uh, but at least we we'll have the highlights of that along with several other games out of the this evening. And I know you're driving, so off the top of your head, do you know what other games that you guys may be taking a sneak peek at from the from this particular part of the world? Well, uh, I know we're going to have. Obviously, the uh, Salado Connolly game—that's that's a definite one. And we may also have the Robinson Gerald one. I can't remember all of them. I know there's there's four or five. So, I, but I know for a fact, obviously, the uh, uh, Salado Connolly game will be one of them. Like I said, the the Bosqueville Itasca game will be one. Might even have a six-man game mixed in there too. I can't remember for certain, but uh, but there'll be four or five games out of the region. That'd be awesome, uh, and then of course, then uh, you, one of the things that's uh, beneficial for you this weekend is you don't have to jump on a plane, you don't have to fly back and or hustle back to Austin. You've got Texas and OU coming up tomorrow uh, at Fair Park, and I wanted to get your thoughts before we talk about the game specifically. But one of the beauties of of that game is the pageantry of that football game, and and with uh, with this the, the COVID nineteen situation and and this pandemic, uh, it's going to be different, isn't it, Craig? I mean, and, and I'm kind of curious what you what you anticipate seeing tomorrow, or, or do you have a sense of what what might unfold tomorrow? You know, this this year, uh, perhaps, or this game this year, uh, this year's edition of this game, may be the most predictable uh, of all of them, simply because of all of the other things that we've seen take place. And, and I was hearing you guys on uh, with Curtis talking about, you know, and that uh, cancellations and postponements of high school games and uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, but with all the other weird things, so on top of that, you're going to have maybe 25,000 fans in that most. I think. All right. Having uh, some technical problems, obviously uh, uh, traveling north uh, to uh, to get back to the uh, to get to the Metroplex. So uh, we're having obviously having some cell phone issues with Craig, but we'll try to we'll try to. I think we're I think we're re-efforting Craig as we speak. Craig, you back with us? Hey, who who would know you'd have a out between uh, you know Clifton and uh, Meridian, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so you're 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 taking the scenic route. It certainly appears. Hey, you were the one that had the sage <laughs> advice about, you know, as much as I love McLennan County, it, it might be advisable 
to try to skip passing through uh, on the interstate today because of, because of the traffic, A, because of construction and, and traffic at this time of the day, and B, uh, the fans who are making their way north uh, right. up to the Metroplex for the game. So it might be that kind of thing. So you were talking about the, the pageantry, and, and, and obviously that that's the, one of the beauties of that game is the stadium is split, it divided right down the middle. But, you know, with 25,000, what's that going to look like? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a weird line to draw to split that one down the middle, right? I am kind of curious to see how that thing is going to be. Because I always say, Tom, one of the unique things, if I wasn't broadcasting that game and I've been in the booth either as the analyst or the play-by-play voice uh, all but one year since 1992, and, uh, and I've always said that if I wasn't in the booth broadcasting the game, I would want to sit right on that dividing line at the 50 where on the north end the Oklahoma section ends and it begins the south section for Texas on those fans who sit across the aisle from one another. I always said I wanted to do that. Well, who knows what it's going to look like this year. I mean, you have to have the rows socially distanced. I think the the, uh, tickets, the blocks of tickets were sold in blocks of four so it was it was kind of weird the way the whole thing was done. And, and by the way, and I know you know this, they're doing a similar thing, obviously, with the National League Championship Series next week at Globe Life Field in Arlington and then for the World Series. And uh, you know me, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Dodger fan. I was fortunate enough to get online to, get to, to be able to buy four tickets for Game 2 of the NLCS next Tuesday. But that was in a must-buy four, no more, no less type of deal because – they're sectioning out the fans. So that's where a lot of these, you know, the, the larger venues that are used to having tens of thousands of fans are having to deal with it this way. And, and it's going to be weird. I don't think there's any doubt about it in the Cotton Bowl. It's going to be uh, the way they've got everybody spread out. The bands are supposed to be there, but they can't perform at halftime. So it, all of it would be from the stands. So there will be a lot of strangeness for sure tomorrow. When when you look at the matchup, obviously we know Texas is going to be able to move the football. They've moved the football all season long. I, I was just looking at this matchup, and, and I'm, I'm thinking this is Oklahoma's offense and Texas's defense may may decide this football game. What, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, there, there, there's almost always elements on both sides, offense and defense, for both teams that make a difference. But you may be right in this case because – you know, Oklahoma's had trouble running the football, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they can throw the football. They've got very talented receivers. Uh, Charleston Rambo is a veteran. Marvin Mims, I mean, uh, we were throwing down his highlights last year, uh, the kid from Frisco Lone Star uh, on, on the scoreboard live program, so we know how talented he's been. They've had some trouble running the football. Uh, the Longhorns had uh, awful tackling issues coming out of the Texas Tech game, cleaned a lot of that up but had mistakes in other areas that ultimately doomed them against TCU. So they both are not without their issues. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And and maybe if Texas is able to get some stops against Oklahoma, then we might see Sam Ellinger and the Longhorns be able to execute against an Oklahoma defense that schematically has been in position to make a lot of the plays. But to hear Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff talk about it, the guys just haven't made enough of the tackle, similar to what Texas was going through against Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago. So they both have issues to clean up, no doubt. 
So when you when you look at this football game and and you look at it, the way Sam Elliger is playing, he really truly is playing at a high level right now. I think what fourteen touchdowns and and, and really really leading the football team uh, on the offensive side. Well, leading the football team is a, is a very important way to phrase it, Tom, because uh, he has performed very well. Now, he did throw one interception uh, against TCU, and some of that had to do with uh, the way the route was run and some things like that. But he put it on himself, and there was much made in Austin this week about Sam uh, talking to his teammates and saying everybody needs to step up, the discipline needs to be better, it hasn't been better. And he put himself there, he said, I made mistakes as well. And I have to own my own mistakes, but everybody has to. We, the University of Texas deserves better. The fans deserve better. We, as a football team, deserve better. So th- those were some strong words that were coming out during the week. But uh, when the bottom line is, you know, when they hit the field tomorrow, a lot of that stuff gets set to the side, and then it's about can you execute against this Oklahoma team? And this game engenders so much emotion. Doesn't matter that the Sooners are one and two and zero oh and two in the Big Twelve, and the Longhorns are two and one and one and one in conference play. Both Lincoln Riley and Tom Herman have said almost identical things this week about this rivalry is what it is, and and there will be an incredible amount of emotion spilled onto the field tomorrow. The question is who can execute better. So one of the questions that I was that I was going to ask you is is does Tom Herman even worry at all about a Take the players taking that TCU game into the Cotton Bowl, and, and it sounds pretty clear like that's not going to be an issue. Well, you know, I asked him uh, a similar question like that on our, our weekly show, and he and I, and where I was trying to go with it was, what kind of vibe did you get coming off of the uh, what Sam was saying to the, his teammates? And he said, well, you know, that was a players' meeting. They did that. Uh, he said, but I saw the fruits of it on the practice field. He said, I saw a ramped-up intensity from them on the practice field. And you usually, Tom, see that anyway. You usually get a lot of that anyway when it's Texas OU week. Uh, you do have a lot of that. They, everybody kind of moves a little quicker, steps a little faster, and hits a little harder. You know, our good friend and baseball broadcast partner, Keith Moreland, went to Texas on a football scholarship. He played in that game for two years and said that game uh, just it moves just a little quicker. It, it's just a, the intensity there, but there's everybody seems to be about a half step quicker. Certainly everybody on the winning side does. So it, it carries with it an intensity that you might not see in other regular season games, but that's uh, the beauty of the rivalry of Texas OU. For Texas to be successful, they must do fill-in-the-blank. Get pressure on Spencer Rattler, I think, on the defensive side, force mistakes there. And then on the offensive side, I think they do need to run the football a little bit. Now, B. John Robinson, the freshman, had been banged up, uh, but I think he's okay and good to go. Uh, Roshan Johnson was banged up. I think he's okay. Uh, Keontae Ingram, I know he's got to be feeling some determination after the fumble at the goal line last week. Uh, you know, the, the team that runs the foot wins the rushing battle over the last, I believe it is, 24 meetings, Tom, is 22-2. and two. So if you, if you win the rushing battle, you got a good chance to win the football game, and I think that's uh, going to be the case tomorrow. At, so, at you, 
so you're saying with all of these exotic offenses that uh, that have come into play over the last 20 years in football, you still have to be able to run the football to, to, to win. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you got to hit the guy across the line of scrimmage from you in the mouth because that's the intensity of Texas OU always seems to uh, uh, bring that out in both sides. Hey, Craig, uh, we appreciate it so much. Safe travels to the Metroplex, and, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. Hey, have a good call tonight for the Panthers.